Good evening. And as always, I want to thank you for uh, taking some time out to watch this video or listen. Um, I want to apologize for not being with you last night. I had a sleeping child on me and another one sitting on my lap and uh, my wife and the rest of the kids were gone and didn't have any technology to do my uh, evening devotion. And so I was unable to do that. But uh, like I said, I, I hope to be able to, to get back on the regular, um, regular basis. One of these days we're going to do five nights again. But uh, tonight I just want to start by reminding you that, that I'm praying for you. And when you comment or like or share, uh, I know that you're watching and that I add you to the prayer list that I pray for. And so, um, even if you don't share your request, um, I am praying for you by name. Uh, if you have specific prayer requests, um, please message them to me privately. Uh, you can call me. My phone number is on our church website and, and probably on different bridges and bathroom walls with some not nice things about me. But <laughs> uh, all joking aside, uh, you, you please feel free to call me or text me or message me. And I'd love to pray for you. Um, uh, don't forget, as we are approaching uh, Christmas, uh, to be in prayer um, that God would help you and the people in your life to be reminded of why this season matters, of what it is about this time of year that is so special, and that is the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fact that he loved us so much uh, to be born and to take on flesh and to live the life that we could not live. And so in Job 31, um, Job has been defending himself. He has been remembering uh, how good things used to be. He has been um, refocusing on how difficult things are. But throughout this whole discussion, he's trying to keep the focus on the fact that I have not done anything to deserve this. I've not lived extra wicked. I mean, he's never claimed to be perfect, but he's his friends have said, Job, you really must have done something bad. Job, you really must have been a rebel and, and wicked. And, and Job's like, no, not that I know of. I, I've lived um, not perfect, but like I thought the Lord wanted me to. And, and so he's had this argument back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And if you've ever seen children argue, it starts something like this. I didn't do it. He did it. And the other one says, I promise I didn't do it. He did it. And then another one will say, I swear on my life, I didn't do it. He did it. And then the next person will be like, I swear on my life and my mom's life that I didn't do it. I promise I never did that. And that's really where Job is at tonight. Job is saying, I have given every argument that I can. <laughs> and this is what I'm trying to tell you. And so in Job 31, verse 1, I have made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I look upon a young woman? For what is the allotment of God from above and the inheritance of the Almighty from on high? Is it not destruction for the wicked and disaster for the workers of iniquity? Does he not see my ways and count all my steps? 
If I have walked with falsehood or if my foot has hastened to deceit, let me be weighed on honest scales that the Lord may know my integrity. If my step has turned from the way or my heart walked after my eyes, or if my, any spots adhere to my hands, then let me sow and another eat. Yes, let my harvest be rooted out. It's kind of like the saying, I cross my heart and hope to die. Pinky promise. It's like that final reiterization that I am telling you the truth. You can take it to the bank. It's kind of like this idea of co-signing on a loan. I am putting my money where my mouth is, and I also believe that they will. Job is just saying, God judge me. God evaluate me. God knows me. And I've heard that a lot as a pastor. God knows my heart. And it's usually after someone has done something extremely dumb or extremely sinful or made a mess of things. But Job is using it the opposite way. Job is saying, I am telling you, this is the way it is. I am promising you. I am guaranteeing it. I, whatever it takes to make you believe that I haven't done this and that God is going to understand and know who I am. And then I want you to think about this. That Job wanted his friends to believe that he was innocent. And that's, I think, what all of us want. We want our friends to think the best of us. We want our friends to believe us. Especially when they've heard something or they have an opinion that is negative of us. But tonight I want to challenge you with something. If you really want to live a life that has joy, if you really want to live a life that God can work and move in your life, it's always going to be a struggle in this area. But you have to continually say, I don't care what other people think. I only care what God thinks. And I've had a lot of people tell me, Jake, I don't care what other people think. All of us care to some degree. Some of us care a lot. Some of us care a little. <clears throat> some of us care what certain people think, but not what others think. But and I want to challenge you today to every day, Lord, help me to care what you think. Lord, help me to care what your word says. Lord, help me to live my life to please you and not other people. And as that begins to happen, it's going to be a process. You won't get there overnight. As a pastor uh, for 10 years now, I, I can get in situations where uh, I care about what other people think of me. Well, they're going to hate me if, if they knew this. Or or will they still be friends with me if I have to tell them this? And, and will they leave the church if I have to show them this? And all these things. And it goes through our heads because... We view rejection as not being successful. And I think all of us want to be successful, whether it's as a parent, as a spouse, as an employee, uh, as a member of an organization or a church. But tonight, you will always fall short. And so the key is to be pursuing the one who is always willing to forgive you, who is always willing to give you a second chance who loves you even when you falter, 
who loves you even when you fail. And his name is Jesus. Jesus knows your sin. Jesus knows your heart. And the Bible says they are wicked. But yet God loves you anyway. I love the old song that talks about when Jesus was on the cross, I was on his mind. You see, Jesus knew your sin, but yet died for you. Jesus knew your failures, your mistakes, your weaknesses, but yet died on the cross for you anyway. And so today, if you don't care about God at all and what he thinks, today you need to be saved. You need to repent of your sins and call upon the name of the Lord to be saved. But if you are saved today, I want you to slowly begin to think and to evaluate your life. God, how can I please you? What areas of my life am I worried about what my spouse thinks or my coworkers think or, or the people I look up to think? Excuse me, I only slept like two hours last night. Man, but... And start to think, God, what do you think of me? I want to be who you say that I am. And I want to believe what you believe about me. And so tonight, I hope that you would focus on him and what he wants for your life. As always, again, I want to thank you for watching. And I pray that the Lord will bless you, that he will work and move in your life. And that if I can help you in any way, please let me know. And so as always, God loves you, I love you, and if the Lord is willing, uh, I look forward to being with you tomorrow night. God bless you.